you are listening to the Inclusion Revolution Radio. I'm your podcast host, Noby Craven. I'm a Special Olympics DC athlete and a Special Olympics international employee. On this podcast, I interview athletes, partners, ambassadors, employees, and supporters of Special Olympics. This podcast is for anyone and everyone who's interested in Special Olympics and the work that we do. New episodes premiere every other Friday at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, anywhere you get your podcasts. You're listening to the 10th episode of Season 4 of the Closing Revolution Radio Podcast. My name is Novi Craven. I'm your host for today's episode. Today, we'll be talking about the law enforcement torture, which was started in 1981 by Kansas Police Chief Richard Lemunyan to support Special Olympics. LATR, as it's commonly known, has, has raised nearly $1 billion for Special Olympics since it began and has helped intertwine law enforcement with Special Olympics movement for over four decades. On our show today, we have Michael Olson and Chelsea Hag Witherden. Michael has been a policeman for over 40 years and founded the LATR Victoria Austria program. Chelsea has been a Special Olympics athlete for the past seven years and is a member of the LATR International Executive Council. Michael and Chelsea, we're so happy to have you on the show today. It's our pleasure. Thank you. Yeah, it's an absolute honor to be here, Novi. Thank you so much. I'm going to ask you both questions. Michael, how did you how did you get involved with Special Olympics? Well, um, back in 2008, uh, we were invited to take part in a torch run in Sydney uh, and a couple of other policemen came up from Melbourne, where I live, and uh, we decided what a great idea. You know, this is a fantastic way to get police involved with other groups within our community. So we started a program in Melbourne and we've grown and grown since then to be a very strong and vibrant program now, supporting our Special Olympics program in Victoria, Australia, of which he's our star, Chelsea. <laughs> <laughs> Chelsea, what has been your favourite experience as a Special Olympics athlete? Well, most recently, um, our country, Australia, held the 2022 National Games down in Launceston, Tasmania, and I was a participant into there and um that was an incredible experience for me because not only was it my first national games but i also walked away with um three gold medals as well wow oh my that is just does my wow that is just amazing that fantastic keep up the good work thank you thank you this question is for both of you what are your responsibilities as a member of the letr international executive council Ladies first. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> well, as the athlete appointee on, on the council, I am essentially the voice for over 5 million athletes around the world, which does sound like a big responsibility, but um, I do seem to make it easy, look easy. <laughs> you definitely do. Definitely, you know, you definitely represent well. And definitely, I know you're going to keep representing well because, you know, with, without having police officers, in my life, I think, you know, definitely I did the Boys and Girls Club when I was younger and they just really connected with us and definitely just, uh, just mind blown. Definitely. Um, Michael, what are your responsibilities as a... All right. Well, 
the Torch Run Council, because the Torch Run, like Special Olympics, is a global movement, we have coordinators for different regions. So in America, we are split up across various states. We have representatives from Asia, from Europe, and I'm the Oceana coordinator. So I look after Australia, New Zealand, and the Pacific. So I represent our programs on council and make sure that we're all aligned and we've all got common goals and that, you know, we're there to do the best that we possibly can for both the Torch Run and Special Olympics. Mick, can you talk about the Athlete Leadership Program in Australia? Thanks, Novi. Yeah, I can. Um, look, we we love the Athlete Leadership Program in Australia because we think, you know, it gives that chance for development for so many of our athletes. And, and as I say, Chelsea beside us here is a graduate. But for us in particular, it's a program that allows us to get police more actively involved you know, it's not always about raising money. We talk about a billion dollars and everything else that we raise, and, and that's great. And everyone at Special Olympics will say, that's fantastic, you know, more money. But their programs are just so valuable. And we think athlete leadership is the best. And for us, it gives the chance for police to get involved, to provide all the uh, all the services and equipment that, uh, that they have. We have a classrooms in the academy we can use. They get right behind it. And, of course, we're a big country, we're big states, and we have policemen in every state, and women for that matter, who act as mentors then for our athletes. And of course, we get to see our athletes grow with the more opportunities. For us, they get to come and speak at our police command meetings. Um, we go out to service clubs. We will turn up at the opening of a cupboard door if it's a chance to talk about Special Olympics and the, and the programs that they run and our athletes and how they benefit from that. So it's, it's a great thing. Um, I don't, we also, we've also developed with one of our tertiary institutions, a university, a, a certificate courses in um, workplace training. So it it's a natural extension of our athlete leadership program. And once they've graduated from that, they can go and spend a year at university learning how to become work ready, learning skills that will improve uh, their opportunities at getting a job. And of course, the torch run then pay for all of that scholarship we cover that off for them. And it's fantastic because, again, it just further gives them that, that opportunity for inclusion and development. Chelsea, can you tell me more about a time you overcame something difficult? Well, even just to get over to Texas for me has been has been difficult because um, this is my first time outside of Australia and um, uh, I was a little concerned about, about the... 13 hour flight or something like that from um from Australia yeah and um although I didn't get much much sleep it was still a good experience for me what is your experience like participating in LTR Torchon did you want to go first this time well I'll go first this time what do you reckon (laughs) um well for me look being a police officer is often hard you know, we always say no one ever calls you on their best day. So we get to see a lot of negative stuff. So for, for policemen being involved with the torch run, and for me in particular, is just such a positive experience. You know, it's a, it's a group of people who are just so genuinely happy to see you, to be involved with you. Um, and, and also, you know, with the programs, especially Olympics as well, we get to watch the athletes grow. So, you know, Chelsea's been actually seven years. So I've seen her come from, you know, a, a shy young lady, a shy young girl to be, a, you know, a very mature and confident young woman who is who is is taking on increasingly uh, um, important and difficult roles in the world. It's been fantastic. So that's a really great thing for me. And 
as coppers, it's that positive thing that we get out of it. Your turn. <laughs> and for me, um, as as Mick said, it, um, every time I do a talk a run, it's always a positive experience. Just like, you know, the camaraderie between the athletes and and the police officers is always so so incredible to see. And from my perspective, it's amazing to see. And plus, um, the location, and so I have to mention the locations that um, I tend to to run through all the torch runs and to go through um, are so amazing. And, and um, honestly, if they're never experiences, I'll just never forget. Awesome. Definitely, you know, also doing torch run is definitely amazing because you 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 become, a, you, you have a bond with some of the police officers. And definitely, you know, they definitely are just amazing people. And, you know, sometimes it's pretty amazing to see who comes to him first, you know, but before we run, when they start running, to all big pack, but when they come back, it's like, okay, who's going to come first? And it's definitely been amazing ever since. I haven't, I participated, but I haven't ran the whole course for Best on Big TC, but definitely it's just, just amazing to see how many police officers really are so dedicated to us that we, you know, definitely, and some of them were really, you know, some athletes ran in the torch run and they, some police officers ran alongside them. And it's definitely just amazing to see, you know, how much police officers really are dedicated to Special Olympics. What have, what have each of you gained by taking part in Special Olympics in the Unified Leadership Program? Um, for me, for me, um, I've been able to gain a lot of confidence through my, um, my public speaking because, um, I've done a lot of um, speeches over the years and um, just every time I get up on stage to do a speak, it's just my confidence sense sen tends to grow and um, yeah. it's always such a, um, a positive experience for me. Awesome. Michael, where do you see the relationship between law enforcement and special victims in the next decade? Well, I would hope that it will be much better. You know, the one thing you realize, sorry, not much better, but bigger. It's already great, but, you know, much, much bigger. And the one thing we always find is that, you know, Special Olympics and policing, wherever they are, we're always stronger together, always stronger. So I hope that we will grow together. Um, in, in 10 years' time, Special Olympics will be another 10 million athletes and we'll be another several hundred thousand um, police officers involved. Because as I said, you know, we all get something out of it. It's just so positive. Awesome. And a few words, can you both answer the question? What does inclusion mean to you? Inclusion for me, it basically it means um, um, just keeping having opportunities available for people with disability is because, you know, from personal experience, I've always felt excluded from ev everything that I've done. And, but in recent years, I've learned that inclusion, and for me, it means um, always having doors as open. What she said. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> I like that. No, I like that. that. I did, that yeah, it's about giving everybody the same opportunity, a chance to grow. Because, you know, definitely having Special Olympics, and before I even found out about Special Olympics, no, I didn't have that outlet to go to, you know, and definitely when I started Special Olympics, it was just amazing because the first time I participated in bocce, it was the first sport I did with Special Olympics DC. They were, everybody was 
opening arms. They're like, you don't know nothing about bocce? We'll teach you how to buy bocce. Well, thank you, Michael and Chelsea, for joining the Inclusion Revolution Radio podcast. The law no, enforcement, the law enforcement to torch run is an instrumental part of being inclusive to communities across the globe. Retireless work has helped athletes, including myself, reach their goals and families witness their potential. For that, I am beyond grateful. Keep up the amazing job you both are doing. Thank you. And remember, you are our heroes. Absolutely, Novi. Thank you so much for having us and taking the time to interview us. Thank you for listening to Inclusion Revolution Radio. Don't forget to subscribe. Tune in again in two weeks for a new episode.